Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. It's behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now this is the second part of last week's message. Uh, I thought I was through with the, uh, the message, but uh, I'm not. I have another part that's very vital. Uh, that I wanted to get to last week, but I couldn't. Time wouldn't allow me to do that. So I'll get to it this week. Now this week, uh, let me just review just a little bit. We are talking about really uh, doing things together in unity, whatever God has for us to do. And I told you that God gave us something to do as, as, as a congregation, which is to uh, uh, pray for and have the grandparents bring their, their grandchildren to church and in a roundabout way we, go, we, go, we, want, to, we want to be a blessing to, to the kingdom of God, number one, because we want the church to grow um, with children as well as young people, as well as married people, as well as medium-aged people, as well as older people, as well as ancient people. So it doesn't matter how old you are, we want the church to grow that way. Uh, but we want all groups there. And we said that one way that we could do that was um, have the grandparents bring their grandchildren um, because God knows that you've been praying, offering up prayers for your children, uh, but it hasn't uh, happened yet. So uh, he's, he gave us something to do. Now, uh, we said that we had to pray for our, grand, our grandparents uh, because our grandparents, uh, it's going to be a chore for them to, to do this uh, very, very, very tough for them to do this because they are not used to uh, having little small ones uh, in their house all night uh, and, and every week. And, and so this would be a, a, a hardship on them. Uh, but uh, how many of you know that when, when we sacrifice for God, then he rewards us? So uh, it, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, and I said we need the body to pray on behalf of, of the uh, grand, grandparents because uh, they need prayer. Uh, now, this message is a, is a message uh, uh, that's a little bit different. It's on serving. Now, we know that when Paul was talking to Timothy, in, in, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter uh, 1, verse 5 through 8, he said that, uh, you know, this faith that was in your, your grandmama and in your mother, and also I'm uh, convinced it's in you too. So he didn't mention the father. He just mentioned the grandmother first, which is Lois, and, and then his, his mother, uh, which was Eunice. Uh, so we know that grandparents can make a, a big difference uh, in their children, and we know that Timothy went on to be a mighty man of God uh, and, and used by God greatly, uh, but it's because of his his grandmother being used and his uh, mother being used. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 1. And in Romans chapter 1, uh, that, that, that's, that's usually now uh, how the New Testament kind of works out uh, is that a lot of them, it starts off in like Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus. He didn't say uh, Paul on an apostle. He first of all said he was a bond servant or doulos of Jesus Christ. And then he said, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. So he first wanted to be known that he's a servant. He is a servant. And and that's what we want to uh, want want God to know also that we are servants. We we just not uh, well, I'm a pastor, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a that. Uh, we are servants, and whatever God has for us to do, we do it. That's all. You know, that's what we do. And so I want to encourage us today in that because it's needed. It's very much needed. Let's look at the Gospel of John, chapter 12. Let's go there. And in and, 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 and that... Um, Chapter verse 
26. If anyone serves me, and, and this, of course this is Jesus talking, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now, I don't know how, how, how much plainer God can be in letting us know that we as a servant of God is going to be with Jesus, wherever he is. That's where, that's where a servant is supposed to be. I don't care what, what servant he is, whether it was the Old Testament, whether it was the New Testament, wherever you saw uh, uh, Paul, that's what Timothy was. Unless uh, uh, Paul gave him an assignment, uh, Titus, he gave him an assignment, but uh, uh, they were with them all the time because they wouldn't have known anything to do unless they were with them to, to hear the words of, 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 of uh, the Apostle Paul. So he could release them to do things because they served him. And also the Old Testament prophets, they had some servants, and, and the servants was with them most of the time. So this is what he says. And, and, and um, if you serve me, the Father will honor you. And I said, well, I, I, I need the Father to honor me. I really do, because when, when, when God honors you, you are honored. There's no doubt about it. You are honored. Let's look at Revelations. Now let's go there. In Revelation chapter 2. Uh, verse 18 and 19. It says, and, and, and the angel of the church of Tyre write, The Son of God, who his eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet are like burnished bronze, says this, I know your deeds and your love and faith and service and perseverance, and that your deeds of late are greater than the first. So what he's telling me here and us here that he knows all about the people at Tower Tower. He knows all about the people at Cornerstone. He knows all about the people in Lynchburg. He knows our deeds. He knows our love. He knows our faith. He knows our service. He knows our perseverance. And so all those things were named. So it's important for us to of course, serve. And I said, that, 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 that's really good, God. I, you know, I, I like that. That's really good. Now, you say, well, why are you teaching a message like this? Uh, because you probably didn't figure it out last week, but most of you probably did. That if, if the grandparents are going to bring their grandchildren if they're going to go pick them up on Saturday night and bring them to their house and, and get them ready for the Sunday, uh, do you realize that's a hard thing to do? And do you realize that when, when those kids come to church, uh, let's say you have uh, 20 kids. When those kids come to church, somebody has to serve them. Somebody has to have nur be in nursery. Somebody has to be in the pre Pre, uh, preschool class, which we don't have a preschool class right now because we don't have preschool kids, and, and also the kids' church and the teenagers because there are grandparents with teenagers, there are grandparents with, with uh, preschoolers and with, uh, with, with the kids' church age, so their grandparents with everything. And I don't want the grandparents to be serving their grandchildren because they have been doing the work the night before. They've been doing, they've been bringing them here, and it's a chore to get them here. It's a chore to keep them in the house and, 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 and chase them all around and play with them. It's a chore, and so if they come, let's let the grandparents enjoy the service. So grandparents say amen to that. Oh, you want to serve? And, and, and that, 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 that's what, that's what God wants, wants, wants to do. It'd be a blessing to our grandparents. But somebody's going to have to serve. Would you agree to that? Somebody's going to have to serve. And if you have, let's say you have three babies in, 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 uh, in the nursery. Uh, uh, right now we have probably one. Cameron, is that what happened? 
have Cameron in there. Do, do we have anybody else? We have, have, have two more in there? Oh, so, so we've got three in there. And see, whoever isn't doing kids, whoever's doing nursery, how are they going to hold all three of them if one started, you know, want to be held and want to whine a little bit unless they're held? How they go, how's it going to happen? You gotta, you, that person needs some help. Is that correct? In, anybody that works in a nursery in here? Yeah, is that right? You need some help. So we need a, more than one person in the nursery. You see, so if we need more than one person in the nursery, who's going to go in there once a month because we already have four people working in the nursery once a month? They just, they just do one time a month. But if we need more, we need four more people for once a month. And, and five, really, because there, there's a fifth Sunday every four, uh, four times a year. Then if we have a preschoolers, we need a, a, a preschool a class. That means that you need two more workers. You need them every Sunday, meaning that you need two on the first Sunday, another two on the second Sunday, another two on the third Sunday, another two on the fourth Sunday, another two when it's the fifth Sunday. So that's about ten people. And, and you've seen in the bulletin, it's probably in the bulletin now, that uh, if you would like to serve, our children's ministry and our youth ministry need teachers. You've probably seen that because we, we kept it in the bulletin about, it's been in the, at least a month or two. Right? And, and so most people don't want to volunteer for anything, but that's okay in that as long as you know that we're called to serve Jesus Christ. Because that's what the, that's what the scripture said in John 12, 26. That's what he said. He says, where my servant is, there, uh, where I am, there my servant going to be also. And if you serve me, then my father's going to honor you. So we know we're serving Christ. You're not serving, you, you know, you say, well, uh, I don't want to do that. Well, we can say we, we not, might not want to do it, but we have to do things we don't want to do. We might have to do some things we don't want to do. Until we get people enough people in here that maybe are gifted to do it. And I know that that, uh, that, that a person can say, like, like me, well, you know, I did, I, 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 I did children's ministry when I was young. I'm not doing children's ministry now. I'm, I'm too old to do children's ministry now. You know? Oh. Oh. Okie dokie. If that's the way you want to be. But I don't think you want to be that way. Let's look at it in Acts. Let's go to Acts chapter 7. Um, It says, but when he was approaching the age of 40, it entered his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. Now, who is it talking about? Come on, let me hear about say Moses, right? It's talking about Moses when he was in, in Egypt when, when Pharaoh's daughter raised him up and, and taught him everything and all that kind of stuff. And when he got to be 40, he said, you know, I'm going to go out and check on my brothers. I'm going to see how they're doing. I'm, I'm going to see what's going on. And that's when he killed the Egyptian. And that's when he uh, fled to, uh, uh, from Egypt. Then let's go to verse 30. Now, how was Moses in verse 23? 40. When he was approaching the age of 40. Okay. Then it says on verse 30, after 45 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness at Mount Sinai in the, in, in, in the flame of a burning bush, a thorn bush. Now, how old was Moses? 40 plus 45. How old was Moses? 
You're 85. Okay. How many in here is 85 years old? There shouldn't be but one. Did you, did you raise your hand? No, she didn't raise her hand. Who's 85? There's nobody in here 85 except uh, Miss Hollow is not in here today. Miss Hollow is 85. Wait, huh? She's down the hall. Okay, she's actually 86, isn't she? Yeah, she's 86. That's the only one in here that's, that's 86. And, and, and Ms. Hollow told me, she said, you know what? Look, Pastor, you might have to get somebody else to keep these books because I'm getting older. And, and um, my mind not like it used to be. I said, says who? And she said, well, you know, uh, I've been doing it a long time, so... Oh, you, you, your mind's gone, you're going to see now already? Or what, what's the deal, you know? No. I'm just telling you to prepare you just in case, you know? I said, well, you just keep going just like you're going, and you're going to be fine. And, and, and this was a couple of years ago. She's doing fine. Now, we, we, we do have somebody just in case uh, she uh, wants to uh, drop out of the race. Uh, we have somebody because I want to honor her uh, to take her place. Uh, but uh, we're not anticipating anybody taking her place. Uh, we figure she's going to be just like Ms. Dorsey said. You know, one day you're going to see me, and then the next day I'm going to dance right on out of here. And that, that'll be it, you know. She's gone, you know. Uh, she's not going to have to get sick and, and all this and be, be laying up for 5, 10, 15 years. No. No. Uh, uh, God has use for okay. So we know that Moses is, is 80, 85 years old. Verse 36. This man led them out performing wonders and signs, this is verse 36, in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, how old is Moses now? Huh? 120 what? 5, right? 85 plus 40. 85, 95, 105, 115, 125, right? Okay. Nobody's in his 125 yet, right? Okay. Now, we know that Moses didn't want to be used by God. He really didn't. We know that um, Moses said he can't talk. He can't do nothing. They're not going to uh, be to listen to him. Don't use me, Lord. Uh, and, and, and God said, look, I can, you know, who made your mouth anyway? I can use you. You know, you're not too old to be used. I can use you. No, I don't want to be used. Use my, my brother. Use anybody. Don't use me. I don't want to do this thing. See, God is not going to take no for an answer. You know, uh, he'll, he'll get somebody to work with you, like he got Aaron to work with him. Um, but he still used Moses. Yeah, he did. And Elijah wanted to check out. And so he said, okay, you just go get Elisha. And then you can check on out. If you insist on checking out, then you get somebody else, work with them, bring them up, and then you can check on out if you insist on it. I don't want to insist, insist on checking out. I really don't. Because God is more than able to keep us until he's finished with us. Isn't he? He is. He is. Let's uh, go to another one. Joshua, chapter, let's go to Joshua chapter, uh, I think I want to go to chapter 12, Joshua, and we'll see what, what's going on there. Um, I 
think it's 14 though. Verse 6. Joshua 14, 6. <laughs> this is so cool. It says, When the sons of Judah drew near to Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea and, and to spy out the land, and I broke back to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt with fear. But I followed the Lord my God fully. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance to you and to your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God fully. Now behold, the Lord has set me live, just as he's spoken, he has let me live, just as he has spoken these 45 years. Uh-oh. How old is he now? Huh? 85, right? He was 40 when they sent him out. And they, they, they went around in the wilderness 40 years until all of them died out. Uh, that was twin and above. And now it's five years beyond that. So here's a man, 85 years old. So you think about... Uh, Somebody Miss Hollow's age, uh, because that's the only way you're going to think about a problem, because nobody here is 85, but, but um, it's about somebody Miss, Miss Hollow's age, 85. And, and so he's saying that, Now behold, the Lord has let me live, just as he spoke these 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, when Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am 85 years old today. I am still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me. So he was just strong at 85 as he was at 40. And it says, as my strength was then, so my strength is now. For war and for going out, and from coming in, now then, give me this hill, country about which the Lord spoke uh, on, on that day. For you heard on that day that Anakim was, they, they were there uh, with great fortified cities. And he said, perhaps the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out as the Lord has spoken. Now, now we know that the giants were there. He didn't want some... Uh, peaceful uh, land. He wanted the best land. Caleb said, give me the land that I wanted. Give me the land that he said I can have. I want the land that the giants are on. I will drive them out if the Lord is for me. I'll drive them out. And of course he did. And how old was he? 85 years old. He said, I'm just as strong now as I was at 40. Wow. 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 Now God, you know, God could have told uh, Caleb at the time, uh, Caleb, uh, you're going to not die, uh, but everybody else going to die, and you're going to be too old by the time everybody die out to have the land. So you need to just sit back in your rocking chair, and, and just relax and, and retire. I want you to retire, Caleb. Have you ever seen the word retire in the Bible? That God says, Moses, you are now 85 years old. You need to retire, brother. You need to retire. You worked a long time. Retire. Go fishing. 
do something, you know, because you, you're not good for anything else. Did he say that? No. 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 When he was in the wilderness, I'll lead him about those 45 years. He didn't say, well, you know, now you're getting kind of old, brother. You know, now you're about 120. You, you really need to, you really need to retire and lean on your social security now, brother. You know, no. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. So, I don't know where we get in Christianity that we're supposed to retire from kingdom work. I don't know where we get it. Because it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Now, you can retire from your secular job. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a view. But not retire from kingdom work. We'll always be doing kingdom work. And God can always use people who are willing to be used, regardless of their so-called age. Their so-called age. Isn't that right, Jack? Because I'm older than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <coughs> so I'm telling you, you don't want to be put out the pasture. You do you don't want to be put out the pasture by God. Is it, come on, Jim, is that right? As long as you got some breath in you, you want to be doing some work. Is that right? You could tell, Linda, you know, I'm, I'm 70 some years old now. Uh, Linda, I'm going to just lay in the house and I might get up today. I might get up this week. I don't know. You can go feed the horses and do everything around the house. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm too old now. What? No. Jim is not like that. Jim want to do some work. Yeah, he want to do some work. Yeah. He heard about somebody moving. He said, hey, give me the number. I'll get my truck and I'll have a move. Jim is ready to move people. He, he's ready to do kingdom work. That's what he's ready to do. And I want us to be ready to do that. And so I wanted to share with you today that if you say, well, you know what? Uh, that's not my gift. Oh, was that Moses' gift? Really? Was it Caleb's gift? Really? Whose gift is it anyway? God was the one that gives gifts. So don't say that this is, this is my gift and this is not my gift and I, I'll do this, but I won't do that because, you know, this is... What? No. God has shown me that he will use anybody who's willing to be used if they are humble. Enough to be used. That's what he said. And so uh, I didn't think that I could teach elementary school because I never taught elementary school. And uh, he said, do it. So I did it. And he gave me the joy. He gave me the strength. He gave me the enthusiasm. He gave me the energy, because it takes energy. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we, because we'd be on the inside, sometimes we have mats sit out, and I'll be uh, sitting on the mat, and the kids will come in, and the teacher bring them in there, because they bring them to, to my, my, our resource teacher. They bring them to my resource teacher, and they just jump all over me, jump on my back, and jump all over me, you know. And and uh, you know what I'm talking about, Lord, don't you? You know, those ones jump all over you. know, if they like it, they jump all over you, you know. And, and so, uh, because they like it, they like to play. That's what they like to do. They like to play. And I found the greatest joy in working with elementary school kids. I really did. And so, uh, he said, well, that's not my gift, though. My gift that God gave me was teaching. But I was not a good teacher, really. I taught because I had to teach, um, but I really enjoyed coaching. 
That was really what I like to do. Uh, and and he said, if you can teach, you can teach anybody. You can teach any age. It doesn't matter. If you can teach, you can teach. I said, oh, okay. And really, I found out because I was not eloquent, still is not. And so I said, well, God, how am I going to teach these people in this church as their pastor when I'm not eloquent? And he said, what are you concerned about it for? Really? You just do it. And so I just do it. And he'll make up the difference. That's that's all I can do. That's all I can do. And so he's been a holiman for 20 years now. So that's not not a bad thing, uh, really. And I said, well, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have never got an opportunity to teach up here in front of you as your pastor unless I've been willing to serve Jesus Christ in what he asked me to do uh, in my other uh, earlier in life. You know, because I wanted to coach. So if I fire for coaching now, what are you going to do? Well, I'm not going to try to get a job. Well, don't, don't get one. That's fine. Uh, they're going to put you in elementary school just to do that. And so I did it. And I tried to do the best I could do. And so he upheld that. Uh, and so uh, I was just willing to serve him. That's what I was willing to do. And each pastor that I had, that I was under, I was willing to serve the pastor. Whatever they needed, I would do it. As a matter of fact, I did things that and I wasn't asked to do. You know, because I was a greeter before we had greeters. I, was, I did visitation before uh, we ever had visitation. Uh, I had a had a young man and young lady come by the church Friday and knock on the door. I went out and they said, "Hey, how you doing, man?" I said, "Hey, how you doing?" And I thought I remembered the name, but I didn't want to say it because then you'd be embarrassed if you miss it. You know? And so, and who it was? It was uh, Toby and Stephanie Curtis, and the only people who know them were the people who were with us on Liggett's Road. That's the only people who know that. Because they were the youth leaders back then. Okay? And now, they have, they didn't have any children. They had just finished Liberty and whatnot, got married. And, uh, and so, they are now in Maine, and he's pastoring. And he came down here to visit his two sons here at Liberty. One is 21 and one is 19. They have a, a daughter who's 15. And so, and he wanted to stop by and, and see us, you know. And so he went by Old Forest, uh, he went by um, uh, Park Avenue. He said, man, it was all boarded down. I said, oh, my goodness gracious, what happened to Cornerstone? And he looked online and he saw our picture. So he said, okay, that's where they are. And so they came by. Uh, but, you know, he was saying that, you know, uh, you helped us out a great deal because when we first came to Cornerstone, you invited us to your house to be a part of your life group. And, and, and we, you, you just took us under your wing. And he, he said, you're still doing the same thing because I started trying to minister to him because that's what I do. I just minister to people. Yeah. And so uh, I'm telling you that if I had not just done what God asked me to do, I would not have got this opportunity. And see, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people, uh, they get older. When they are young, they're willing to do anything. Like I had a young girl. Uh, her name is Hannah Harmon. And you all know Hannah. Uh, Hannah's the one that stands up here and does the announcements. Uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah was with, with her today, but Hannah is the one that's been doing it the whole, whole time. Now, Hannah, when she first came and she took the get, get, get Connected class, uh, found out, well, what did you give Hannah? Um, serving. I said, well, we got a lot of areas we can serve in. We got, you know, uh, sound. We got this. We got that. She said, I'll do anything. She said, I'll do sound if you want me to. I don't know how to do it, but if you show me how to do it, I'll do it. Can you, can you believe that? That your sister says she'll do sound. You know, uh, she is a servant. 
She's willing to do anything that you ask her to do. She didn't know how to do no announcement. She never done that. They, uh, she's not outgoing, you know, like a Melanie is. She's, she's, she's not that way. Uh, but she's willing to do anything. Well, see, when we are young, we'll do anything. But as we get older, we start being choicy. We start being, no, you know, uh, I did that when I was young. Uh, that's not my gift. Uh, I'm a this. I'm a that, you know. Okay. Well, you keep being a this and a that. Uh, but, but realize that it's God who puts us in positions. It's God who calls us this and calls us that. If God doesn't call us this, I can say I'm a pastor all I want to, want to call myself a pastor. But if I don't have anybody to pastor, what good is calling myself a pastor? Right? It's him who has to give me somebody to pastor. Right? Yeah. So I was pastoring long before I had, I stood up here, the pastor in the body, before I got the, uh, I guess they call it, a, whatever they call it, hands laid on me to pastor. Uh, I was pastoring long before then. I was pastoring Tory and Stephanie Curtis. I was pastoring them. I was pastoring whoever, anybody who came to Cornerstone. Minerva and I would visit them and invite them to the house. We would just minister to them because that's what we do. Okay, so, uh, uh, and we had a home group from the time we came to uh, this church. We had a home group because we wanted to uh, work with people. That's what we wanted to do. And so people nowadays, they don't want home group. They don't want to do anything except what they think they're gifted to do. And, and I'm saying, hey, don't be that way because God is not going to honor that. He really is really not because God is the one who has to really ordain you to do anything. He really does. And so I said all that to say now uh, that it's very important that we realize. Uh, let's close on, on Mark 11. Let's close there. Verse 1. As they were approaching Jerusalem in Bethany and Bethany near the Mount of Olives he sent two of his disciples and said to them go into the village opposite you and immediately as you enter it you will find a coat tied there on which no one yet has ever sat untie it and bring it here if anyone says to you why are you doing this you say the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it back here. Now this scripture was not in my message until this morning. So I had to add it. And the Lord says that tell the people I have need of them. That's what he said. I have need of them to serve me. I have need of them. Because you're not going to have no grandparents there. You're not going to have all these kids in there. You can forget it. Uh, if, the, if the grandparents won't go get them, you're not going to have a lot of kids. And so if you don't have a lot of kids, what's going to happen is that when, when, when I send somebody, uh, a young family with children, and they don't see any children, they're going to not come in back again. So you got to have children. So this is a way that you can have children get the grandparents to bring their grandchildren. But if the grandparents won't do it, they say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to serve Jesus that way. He can forget it. I'm too old. No, I'm 45, 50, 60 years old. I'm not going to do this. Well, okay. Okay. We all pray every single day for things, don't we? We all pray. And who are we praying to? Hopefully, God in the name of Jesus. And believe me, it's better to serve Jesus because the Father says, I will honor them. So he said, tell them I have need of them. Tell them I have need of them. And so uh, when we, uh, let's say, we have teachers in this body. 
I know we have teachers in this body. We have plenty of teachers in everybody. Everybody is a, is a bunch of teachers, a bunch of servants, a bunch of prophetic people, a bunch of, it's a bunch of everything in, in every church. Carpenters, everything. You have, he puts in the church everything basically that has need of. That's what he does. But he's the one who decides who and when is going to do anything. And so he says that I give grace to the humble. To the humble. I give grace to the humble. Right? I resist the proud. And sometimes I don't want you too proud to serve in the children's ministry. And you say, well, uh, I'd rather to do sound in the children's ministry. Well, we, don't, we happen to don't need anybody to do sound right now. We got uh, people to do sound. We need somebody to teach our teenagers. We need somebody to teach our in children's church. We need somebody, uh, another person in the nursery. We need, another, we need people in our preschool. That's what we have need of. And, and don't say, please don't say, Lord, I know you said you had need of me, but forget it. I'm not going to serve you in that capacity. I'll serve you only in the capacity that I want to. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you can teach, you can teach anybody. And you can't tell me uh, we don't have teachers in here because a lot of you have children, and you have to teach your children something. And so you can teach somebody something. The, the lesson's already uh, laid out for you. All you have to do is, 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 is teach. But you can't teach uh, uh, teenagers and, and, and uh, young people like you teach adults. You can't do that. Because they want you to get down on their level. They want you to kind of make it fun to them. They don't want no boring teacher. I'm serious, they don't. And you don't have to be boring. You have the mind of Christ. I guarantee you Christ was not bored because if he was bored, the children wouldn't, want, want, wouldn't have wanted to come to him. And he said, don't, he said hey, allow the children to come to me. Decide, don't, don't, don't keep the children from me. Allow them to come to me. He loves children. So I'm, I'm telling you, I want to thank those who are serving in our children's ministry because we have, we have uh, our people who are doing that. I know we have Jenny. Uh, I don't know where she is. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> okay, give us some nothing. Okay. And I, I, I remember one time uh, we had some children that come to the, there was preschool, there was guests, and, and, and Brandon said, hey, uh, we don't have anybody to teach this class. Jenna, can you, can you, can you do, do this? And Jenna jumped right to it. She did it. She's a trooper. Uh, uh, we have Deidre. You teach uh, nursery, don't you? Uh, uh, we have uh, uh, we have Tina, uh, and we have somebody else. Who is this? Is it? Yeah, we had to, we had to move Jillian from nursery to Kia's church because we didn't have you know anybody teaching children's church uh, with Brandon. So uh, yes, we have we have. Uh, we have Tina, uh, we have uh, Jenny, we have you, uh, and we have one other person. We have, I think we have four. I think. Huh? Okay. Yeah, she used to. Yeah, she used to. She used to do that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, she used to do that. Now Brandon has to do that. So, yeah, uh-huh. But anyway, yes, we had many people who have served before, which is great. But I'm, but I'm telling you, uh, we have the two couple right there. And, and y'all that know spring chickens, you know, uh, <laughs> Don and Laura Dobler, they're not all spring chickens, you know. Uh, but <laughs> but to, to, to me, they're spring chickens, you know. Uh, but they teach the teenagers. They teach the teenagers. So, uh, and that was such a, I'm telling you, that was such a, a joy when we asked 
you know, uh, I don't know how many years ago it's been, a couple, three years ago, would y'all do that, and you agreed to do it. That was such a joy. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. You know? and, and so uh, we need more people to do it. And we have the elders uh, are teachers. You know, know that uh, uh, John and, and Sam, they're, they're, they're teachers. Uh, and they teach our, our junior high group too, our high school. They teach it also. And they have taught our children's church also. Uh, so uh, they take turns uh, doing that. And I really appreciate that, John. I really do. You don't, you don't say, uh, well, uh, if you need a teacher for the pulpit, I'm the one. If, if, if children, youth, forget it. I'm not doing that. I want to teach from the big stage. Okay. You'll never step up here. Yeah. Because I can teach anywhere. And I will. Because uh, when, when I have somebody to teach, I said, Brandon, I'll do children's church. I, I, you know, I'll do that. It doesn't bother me not one iota, you know, to teach the, the, the youth or the or kids. It, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Because I believe that we are serving Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. And he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be served. What has he done for us that we say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do this thing because, uh, after all, I'm too old. God has never told anybody they're too old. Never. And so the only way the grandparents' uh, initiative is going to work, the only way is we get more servants. The only way. And I told Minerva, I said, Minerva, uh, I need to teach a message, and it's a hard message. I said, but I want to make sure it's not a condemning message because it's nothing condemning in it whatsoever. It's just a challenge. And I say, uh, and God is the one giving the challenge. And when, when God gives you a challenge, you, ha- you have to know that God's going to reward whoever meets the challenge. He's going to reward you. So uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to serve Jesus Christ. That's all I wanted to do. And, and you said, well, how long will I have to do this? I don't know. I really don't. But I know one thing, that um, you start off, God's going to give you grace. And I know that uh, pretty soon we're going to have others who are willing and able to do this thing uh, to be able to relieve you. But uh, I can tell you, be grateful that you're able to teach anybody. Yeah. Because there, there are some people who can't teach anybody. And they have the ability to teach, but they can't teach anybody because they don't have the help to teach anybody. They don't have the help. They just uh, are sick with whatever it is. And so I said, well, you know what? I'm going to be thankful that God, you've given me the strength. And I can tell you right now, I could teach children, little children, just as, uh, just as I could when I was 40 years old. I can do it now. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. I can do it. And I want you to be able to do it too. Okay? Now, that's the challenge I, I have for you. And you say, well, suppose we don't do it. It doesn't, do you think it's going to bother me if you don't do it? It's not going to bother me because this is a challenge from who? From, from God. It's from God. Do I want you to, to, to meet the challenge? Absolutely. What parent does not want their children to be blessed? Everybody wants their children to be blessed. And you need to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. But sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do to be blessed. And you, you've told your children that many times. Uh, they said, well, I don't want to do this. Well, it's okay. You don't want to do it. Just do it anyway. Uh, you'll be blessed for it. Just do it. Uh, and so... That's what I'm asking you to do. Just do it. Just do it. Okay? Let's stand. That was the second part of ending or the message that we had for you.
And thank you so much, Jesse and Janie. Uh, do, do we have any other grandchildren that brought their children today? Uh, Jesse and Janie. Let's give Jesse and Janie. Oh, sorry. Come, come on up here, Jesse and Janie. Yeah. <coughs> and all, all of you might not know uh, Jesse and Janie are painter, but uh, they, I, I talked to them about this message before I taught the message, actually. And uh, they said they were going to do this thing. And I didn't know you brought me there because I didn't, I didn't see any, you know. And, and I know it's hard. When did you pick them up? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that was rough. I know it was rough. I know it was rough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially on you. I know it was rough on you, brother. I know it was rough on you. But, but it, isn't that great that they are saying, you know what? We've been praying for our daughter. We've been praying for our son. We've been praying for our son-in-law uh, to, to come to the Lord and, and, and just be a father for the Lord. And, and so if God's saying that we're going to go for the grandchildren and then he's going to bless us with the salvation of our children, we're going for it. I said, let's give him a hand. Come on, let's give him another hand. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.